I'm Genesis. And you're listening to our mom, Antoinette Randall, with Kickstart, Kickstart with Dan. Losing is never an option. No excuses. We will succeed. Welcome to the Kickstart with Dan podcast, the one-stop shop for motivation, illumination, liberation, and acceleration. Who are we behind closed doors? How are people experiencing us under the roof of our homes? The people on the outside don't really know you like your family knows you. Welcome to another episode of the Kickstart with Ann podcast. I'm Antoinette. And today, this is what we are discussing. Who are you at home? I want to start off with a funny story. Recently, a friend and I, we went up to a women's retreat. And when we arrived back, my husband and the kids, they came over and um, picked me up from my friend's house. But before we left, we we stayed around about, you know, three, four hours talking to she and her husband and the kids were playing. We were having a wonderful time. And when my husband walked up to me to greet me, kiss me and all of that. He said, oh, baby, where did you get that bra? And I said, I've been had this bra. Really? I said, baby, I've had this bra for a long time. <laughs> and he said, well, how come I never see it? And I said, well, babe, you know, I couldn't go to a women's retreat with my boobs hanging. I had to have a girl sitting up high. I have to look good. And he said, but you come to bed like that. Wow. I was like, oh my God. I laughed and I was like, wow. And I couldn't get mad because he was telling the truth. When we tend to step outside, whether we're going to an award ceremony, church, a banquet, the Oscars, weddings, a dance, brunch, whenever we step outside, we want to make sure we look our best. We hire stylists, makeup artists, someone to dress us, to make sure that our hair is groomed just right. That's going to accentuate our face and the ensemble we're wearing. And the same thing with men. We want to look our best. Teeth brush, white, breath fresh, everything. Not ashy. I mean, everything is on point. But behind closed doors... We let our hair hang down. We remove everything and we are our authentic selves. Now, by right, when you are at home, you should be comfortable. But we're going to talk about today the personality behind closed doors. Who are you really behind closed doors and do you care? Does it matter to you how you're your wife, husband, children, and whoever else is under your roof, how they experience you? Does it matter that you make your family cringe 
with your personality disorder, if you will, with your mood changes. I said personality disorder, but let me retract that because a lot of this is a matter of turning it on and turning it off. Decades ago, I was entertaining this young man whose grandparents were very fond of me. His grandfather happened to be a pastor and he was prevalent in the community, you guys. And the women loved him, adored him. He had a way with the women. When I tell you, he was a very charming, handsome man. Nevertheless, behind closed doors, his wife received an entirely different version of him. Inquisitive Antoinette, I asked him and her about it separately. And he told me, this is my game face. When I step outside of this home, I put on my game face. But at home, he and his wife have two separate bedrooms. Now, one can say, well, Antoinette, you don't know what his wife was doing, how she was acting. This is true. Nonetheless, his children experienced him in the same way that his wife did. This is the way that he was as his children grew up. So this was not something that just his wife experienced. This is something that his whole family knew. Then once he steps outside, he's a pastor. People love him. He's very charming. He looks good. He has a way with words. Oh my God, he's a wonderful guy in the community. No one has anything negative to say about him. But when he's home, he's an old grouch. Very stubborn. Very moody. Who are we? behind closed doors because it doesn't matter what people on the outside are saying if the people within your home don't see it. Why is it that the people on the outside have the privilege of getting the best of you and your spouse and children get the worst of you? How is that acceptable? How is that a life of balance? And why would anyone commend that? I can't tell you the amount of people that I've spoke to. The myriad of funerals that I've been to. And people have held the microphone and said all of these wonderful things about the deceased person. And the family members disagreed. As a matter of fact, recently, someone that... I know very well said of his father after the funeral, I don't know who those people were talking about because I never saw that version of my dad. It was like I was sitting in the funeral of a stranger because everything that I heard said about my dad, I had never experienced The sadness that he felt. Can you imagine that? And some of you can imagine it because you're living it. Were you raised in a household where your mother, father, sibling, aunt, whoever raised you, they were one way on the outside when you're at the grocery store Old people loved them. They had all these compliments and they would quote scriptures. They would pray for people. Oh, they were such a philanthropist, giving out food during the holidays, feeding the community, 
doing all of these things for others. But when they were at home, it was hell to pay. They were cursing you out, moody, acting like they didn't want you around. You, you never felt the warmth of their care. You were never embraced, hugged, kissed, told you that you were loved, told you that you were handsome, special, beautiful. You never heard these things from the folks who raised you. Nevertheless, when they're in the community, they are filled with compliments of others. So those of you who, who have experienced it, you, you, you know what this young man felt. Back to the beginning story that I told about myself. When our family calls us to the carpet about our personality, about the way we talk and act, why get offended if you know it's the truth? Why refuse to change and tell them this is who I am, take it or leave it? Well, if you expect for them to love, honor, and respect you unconditionally, why wouldn't you want to do the same? Because when we look at the definition of love or care, it's without conditions. If I love you, I'm going to measure up, not just for you, but for me. I'm going to operate at my best. It means I'm going to get the care that I need. Make sure that my mind is in sync. Make sure that I'm a whole person. Make sure that I'm taking care of myself. That way, once I give you energy, this is positive energy. I'm not giving you the worst of me. I'm giving you the best of me because I care for you. Because I love you. If you tell me something hurts, why would I continue to do it? If I care for you, when we look at the average friendship, you wouldn't just say anything because you know that it will offend your friend and you don't want to run them off. You don't want to do anything to hurt them. You don't know what else that they're, they're going through. So you're really careful about your words because you value the relationship. It's not that you're cutting corners, but you, you tell them in a certain way. So you're not stepping on the, on their toes. But why is it okay to give those under your roof a different version of that? You'll tell them however you choose, whenever you choose, you're not concerned about whether or not they're hurt. That's a problem. And when we look at our Heavenly Father... The word tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And in the book of Galatians, it talks about our character and our temperament, the way we should handle each other. As a matter of fact, Christ taught this. When the question was asked, how will people know that someone loves God? How will people know that someone is really walking with Christ? And he said, by the love that they have for others. Treating people like crap their entire life is not the love of God. That is not a sign that follow those who carry the gospel. That is not a sign of someone who's walking in the kingdom. If anything, what we feel, we push that aside. We do not live according to our feelings. We live according to faith. We may not always feel like being bothered. We may get tired of some people, tired of seeing them all the time. It's called familiarity. 
but that still does not give us the green light to treat others cold, specifically those whom live under our roofs. It's not commendable to me to hear people in the community, oh, this person is so wonderful. They did this for us during Thanksgiving and oh, blah, blah, blah. When their wife is telling me how she get beat, how she gets beat two, three days a week, how she gets cursed out, how she feels like she's being screwed. She doesn't feel like her husband is making love to her. She feels like she's being screwed. It's no bedroom talk. It's no romance. It's just a couple of strokes, you know, rub on the thigh a little bit. Then he's ready to get it off. Once he comes, climaxes, he's done. She hasn't climaxed yet. He hasn't asked her if she enjoyed it. He hasn't gave her a nice romantic kiss. None of that. But on the outside, there are other women who thinks he's the best husband in the world, who throws out passes at this man, and they have no idea what the wife is going through behind closed doors. Game face. Facade. Lies. Being one person in the community and another person behind closed doors, you're living a lie. And according to the word of God, lies aren't tolerated. As a matter of fact, it says that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. So it doesn't matter how much you try to say grace is going to cover you. Let's remember that God sees all things perfectly and he judges the heart. If this is a part of your behavior, as a matter of fact, it is a part of your behavior because this is who you are every day behind closed doors. Cold. Your family doesn't see the love. They don't feel the love. But the people on your job have a totally different opinion of you. As a matter of fact, like this young man said, if you were to cross over, all of these people on the outside will have all of these glorious things to say about you. Whereas your family is sitting there wondering who in the world are they talking about? They can't be talking about my dad. They can't be talking about my mom, my stepdad. They can't be talking about my aunt that raised me. She was surly. She was full of hate. She seemed like she regretted the day I moved in with her. She seemed like she regretted life itself. Like she hated waking up in the morning because of how moody she was. I heard Kevin Samuels say something one time and I never forgot it. And it was, can you just be nice? And I was like, wow, that's such a basic statement, but it's so huge. Can you just be nice? When I walk out of the room, can you just greet me? When we're in the kitchen, can you just smile? Doesn't have to be ear to ear, but can it just be unforced? <laughs> can you just be nice? Do kids have to feel, and some of you have been through this, you are adults now, but in your childhood, oh my God, you were yelled at just for going to the refrigerator to get a drink of water. 
you were reprimanded, harshly reprimanded because you didn't wash the dishes just right. Because you left the water running too long. Because you didn't clean the tub quick enough. You barely had your pajamas on before your parent or guardian was coming in there to strike you down because you hadn't cleaned the tub yet. Because you were one minute late for your curfew. You were beat. I mean, there are some war and horror stories out there. How is your wife and children experiencing you? Are you like the Grinch who stole Christmas? Do they fear you or do they love you? There's a quote that says, what's the question? Is it better to be loved or feared? And most of the time I hear the answer of, I'd rather be feared because people who say they love you, they disrespect you all the time. If you make them upset, they stop loving you. If you do something that they don't like, they stop loving you. But when you are feared, you have the respect of people. And for some people, especially men, they rather be respected than to be loved. At the same time, when you are a man that has a family, you need both. Because everyone is not going to keep quiet. Eventually, someone is going to blow the whistle on your behavior. And this has happened so many times. Just do your research on men who have been prevalent in the community. And one fateful day, their wives blew the whistle. Their children blew the whistle on the molestation, on the rape, on the abuse. Oh, dad was this man in the community, but he was beating the hell out of us at home for the basics. Dad was this person in the community, but I never saw him hug and kiss on my mother. Mom was this and that in the community, but I never saw her serve my dad at home. The house was a mess. She never cooked and cleaned. She was very disrespectful to our father. I'm sure she made him feel small, like a square. Is this what you want to be said about you? Do you care? Are you concerned? And if you're not, I have to ask the question. Do you really have the spirit of the Lord in your heart? Do you? We've been called to love. And in the message of Christ about redemption, restoration, grace, mercy, forgiveness, repentance. All of that. Abuse is not a part of that. Moodiness is not a part of that. You're on right now, 30 minutes ago, 30 minutes later, you're off. People don't know how to really take you. You're on and off. And let me also throw this out there. Those of you who are single and back in the dating market, please make sure that you not only question a person that you're dating, but get to know some of the people who have been in that person's life for years. Don't be so gullible. Oh, this person treats me so good. They're so nice. They spend money on me. Oh, don't be so gullible. 
about how somebody's treating you at a restaurant or on the beach or doing a weekend. That is not, that is not a pathway to what you would get living on the, under the roof of someone. Have you ever heard the statement that you don't know a person until you move in with them? Well, I would have to say that that is true. The other side of it is even if you don't live with someone, but you see them all the time, eventually you'll see that mood. You'll see their character for what it really is. For instance, I have a lot of uncles. I have a lot of aunts. So while I never lived under their roofs, when I went over to visit or because my family, especially the maternal side, very, very close. So since I've been around them so much, I've been able to see their character, who they truly are. And I've been in funerals of family members and have heard different statements made. And I was like, yeah, that was their experience of my loved one. They didn't really know my loved one. That person that they knew, that was a facade that they put on for 10, 15 minutes. And I don't care if it was spoken by a classmate who knew that person for 20 or 30 years. They still knew that person from the uh, from a surface level. They never really got a chance to know that person deeply. This is this this is how we end up with domestic violence cases and people don't believe women. Because they say, well, I've known that man for years and he was always charming. He was always sweet. Oh, I can't believe that. I can't believe that Terry was hitting on her. I just, I'm just having a hard time believing that. Are you sure that she didn't cause those bruises on herself? This is how we can end up with cases like that. Because we as human beings, we are so accustomed to taking things at face value and we don't look deeper. We believe that children are lying when they say they've been raped and abused by their parents or, or family members or the folks who adopted them because you're so accustomed to the facades that these people put on. This is why it's so hard to believe when some commit suicide. Oh, they seem so happy. I can't believe they did that. Yeah, because when they tried to tell you when they attempted to express what they were really going on, they were dismissed. People told them they need to control their emotions and feelings. People told them that, hey, it's up to you to get mad. I can't make you get mad. That's a choice that you're making to be offended. Foolery. But by that same token, I want to ask one final question. If you were dealt the same treatment that you give to the people under your home, would you handle it with grace? Would you be a happy person? I really want you to think about that. If your wife has ever complained to you, if your children have ever complained, if they seem like they're miserable, and they've told you why, if your cousins or family members or good friends have pulled you aside and gave you any advice. And I can say this because I've had this happen to me. Because see, I live very open. People who are close to me, they know me. And I've had a close friend of mine to pull me aside and talk to me about something years ago. 
And since then, she's never had to say anything to me because I cleaned it up. I realized that she noticed it. I didn't like that she noticed it. And I wanted to change. I wanted to change for me because I wanted to have a better reputation because of how I value myself. I know that people will experience you in different ways and interpret you in the way that they choose to. But when you know that you are giving your best, when you can honestly say that, that I'm treating you from a whole vessel, I'm giving you my best. When you can honestly say that, then there's nothing else you can do about it. But when someone has expressed to you that how you're acting and how you're treating them is hurting them and you still refuse to change, that's an issue. And I'm going to ask you that question again. If the same treatment that you give your kids is always not so much control, but it's never um, a question. It's more so of a demand and command or a rhetorical question. Why you do this? Why you do that? Why are you looking like this? Who told you? It's just like, it's always demanding, commanding, condescending, diminishing. I took a parenting class before and they talked about praise for doing versus praise for being. Oftentimes we praise our loved ones because of what they do. Not necessarily for who they are. We often praise our loved ones for what they do and not who they are. Let me give you an example. They had all A's on the report card, the kid. They did their chores. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're such a good kid. I love you. Versus, I love you just because you are my seed. Just because you're my descendant and God thought enough of me to bless me with you, I love you. That's the difference between praise for doing and praise for being. Spouses, they make sure the house is clean and they do everything you request and ask. Oh, you're such a good spouse. I love you so much. Versus, ever since the day you walked into my life, you have complimented my life. And I like who I am when I'm in your presence. I love the man or woman that I am becoming because you are a part of my life. That's the difference between praise for being and praise for doing. Where do we stand on that? And I'm going to ask that question again. These two, three, four, five, six, seven different personalities. It's time for that to be killed at the root. It's time to question your reason for being one way at home and another way outside. It's time to call yourself to the carpet and really face, why are you such a grouch? Why are you so unfriendly to live with? Why are you so moody? And what does God feel about that? What will be your outcome like that? It... Is that acceptable in God's sight? It's a question. Especially those of you who know the word of God. 
And I'm talking about all the, the six top religions. The six top religions teach you the ordinance, the ordinances of God, how to respect oneself, respecting others, what true love is, moral and high standards of life and character. Even with that being said, what does God feel about you? How does he see you? Are you acceptable in the sight of the Lord right now? I'm not talking about saying the Lord's prayer and you pray every day and read your Bible. Ask that. What is your character like? What is your character like? And can you take the same treatment that you're handing out? Who are we behind closed doors? Are we a person of honor and worth? And... At any given time, our spouses and children and those who know us most can speak well of us. Or are you on the other side that at any given time, your loved ones have to lie in order to make you look good? Because they don't want to cause any ruckus. They don't want to cause any division where well, there's already division, but they don't want to cause you to uh, set off, to be set off. So they lie to make it look good. What side of the spectrum are you on? Who are you behind closed doors? And are you pleased with it? This is about personal development and spiritual wellness today. It's time to measure up. This concludes your motivation for this week. Connect with me on YouTube at Antoinette Randall, Instagram at Ann Randall Speaks, Facebook at Antoinette Randall, or head on over to www.AntoinetteRandall.com. Remember, keep excelling because losing is never an option.